if I'd go as far as calling Jalen Warren a 1A running back, but I also wouldn't rule it out. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of penguins and pirates in the same place that you found this. Your favorite football team resumes OTAs today, but the reason you won't hear much of anything about it is that it's off limits to media. Media access resumes with the next session tomorrow running on through Thursday. I've had a wonderful time at these OTAs. The access has been incredible. The personalities, the cooperation has been incredible. And I don't know that anyone can top the time that I spent with Jalen Warren. And rather than trying to put that into uh, paraphrased remarks for you, I- I'm instead just going to play. Here's here's two minutes, all right? Jalen Warren, Pittsburgh Steelers, a year ago. You know what I'm going to ask. I already know. I already know what's coming, man. Tell me about what you say to guys who are in here who were in your position a year ago. I guess, like, especially for the undrafted people. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, when I see them make mistakes that, you know, I try to prevent myself or that I even made myself, I try to give them, like, some advice. Like, you know, that's not accepted. So you got to, you know, just find a way to make those plays. Uh, yeah, from a year ago, I used to come in every practice and be like, like, I don't really got no leeway to make mistakes, you know? So you got to do whatever it takes to not make those mistakes. But you also have to understand that you're human. Yeah, like, just play ball. You wouldn't be here if you were in a baller so just play your game obviously they like what they see on tape so do just that have you ever allowed yourself to experience even a little bit of comfort with the position that you're in do you know what I'm saying like now you're in here now and everyone says alright well yeah it's him and Najee they're a team do you think that way um no made it that's okay no and I don't I don't want to allow myself to get in that state of mind just cause I feel like you get you get in that state you, you get complacent. I'm not one to get complacent. I don't want to get complacent. You get comfortable. You, you can't get comfortable with anything. I'm learning something new every day and still finding out a routine, so I do just that. Give me one thing that you want to improve on in 2023 for you. What I want to improve on? Like during the season, or are you just talking about overall? Football on the field. I guess just reading different defense coverages. What do you mean? Just knowing when it's cover one, cover two, uh, how they disguise it, nickel pressure, just kind of picking it out. That allows me to play my position faster. And just attack. Yeah, right. Because the more you think the, you know, Especially they say, you, because yeah. You're, it's, yeah, you're, you're just going. Slow is smooth and smooth is fast, <laughs> you know? What a personality. And you know what? That's so true of so many late round picks or undrafted picks like Warren. They know they have to try that much harder. And then when they do make it, as you heard the man say himself, they never feel like they've made it and they never want to accept that they've made it because the extra effort that was required to get them to break through that point that other people didn't think they'd break through, that can't stop. The moment that stops, then you are what they thought you were, coach reverting to a pumpkin and all that. My expectations for Warren on the field are pretty high. 
And that comes for a couple of reasons. One, we obviously saw him perform quite well as a rookie and throughout. Couple of ball security issues, but anyone will tell you that those are curable. But the way he fed off Najee Harris's hard running, the way Najee fed off Jalen's ability to smash the hole rather than to wait for it to develop was something that ended up benefiting both. And in turn, being the main thing that lifted the offense out of whew, what a state it was in before those final nine games. For Najee and Jalen to team up, to average 146.4 yards down the stretch, and that's not to take away from the regular and not small contributions that were made by Kenny Pickett in that regard, that says a lot about what they can be moving forward with, theoretically, a better offensive line with a monster of an additional tight end to help with run blocking, with even big-bodied wide receivers, with maybe a year for Matt Canada to have gotten additionally creative. The bar was certainly low in that regard. But on top of that, and I think this might be more important, I think you're going to see Mike Tomlin lean more toward the type of position sharing that we saw between Le'Veon Bell and D'Angelo Williams. I really do. There was a time when Tomlin was just running the wheels off of Bell. 30, 35 touches a game when you include all the passes that came his way. And that was never going to be sustainable with or without the filthy leg whip that Vontez Perfect put on him. But once you started seeing the rotation break down to two series of Bell, one of Williams, two of Bell, one of Williams, not religiously, but somewhat in that rhythm, you started to see defenses really just get fooled because you're talking about two running backs that have just dramatically different styles. And you had an offensive line that was good enough and smart enough to know how to block for both of them. And that was additionally challenging for the opponent's defense. Well, I don't think Najee and Jalen are that different, but they're different enough that if you were able to include in that, you know, Calvin Austin sweeps, quick slant to George Pickens, about some strikes to the tight end right there off the line of scrimmage, things that you can do right there, boom, real quick. And further keep the other team from knowing what's coming. You could have markedly better running game than what we saw over those final nine games. And that's a pretty good bar. So is Jalen a 1B? Is he a B? Is he a 1A? I'm not really sure. And I don't think we're going to know. In fact, I'm fairly certain we're not going to know until the opener against the 49ers. But I do know that when Jalen and others are openly talking about sometimes even using both of them, lining up both of them in the backfield, like Franco and Rocky style, I'm not sure I believe that that's going to happen, but, you know, it's fun to think about. Then you know that that's how the team thinks of this young man. 
that's putting a lot on him. When we come back, J1Q. Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George. LGKG is a personal injury law firm in Western Pennsylvania that represents people hurt in car accidents or who need help with workers' comp or medical malpractice. When the attorneys at LGKG make you a promise, they keep it. They've been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years. LGKG's been AV rated, the highest rating a law firm can receive, and they've been designated super lawyers. That's actually a thing for over 15 years. It's a rare combination. LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. Learn more about them by visiting lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. LGKG. Timothy, who says, DK, how important do you think it would be for the Steelers to focus on a T.J. Watt replacement in the 2024 NFL Draft? All I'm saying is it would be nice to get his replacement in place a few years before it's necessary so that he can sit behind T.J. and watch and learn before he's really needed. Timothy, I'm going to disagree with every single premise you put forth there and i'm gonna do it respectfully i'm gonna pull it off respectfully tj is 28 years old he will turn 29 on october 11th of this year he is far from being done now he's been banged up he's had some damage done obviously to the pec uh to other parts of the body And the style with which he performs is not something that lends itself to doing it forever. Never mind staying healthy through however long it is that he does last. But we're not talking about anything that's near term here. When you're 29 years old and you're an edge rusher of his pedigree and you continue to accumulate Uh, knowledge, and additional wherewithal when it comes to how to take care of yourself. Some of the stuff that you hopefully heard in the conversation that I had with TJ one-on-one for last Friday's Daily Shot, there's a way to make it go on. You know, you don't have to see him, you know, fall off the way his older brother did uh, in addition to all the injuries that his brother JJ had picked up along the way. But to take that even further, as you did, the 2024 NFL draft is, you know, next year. And when you draft an edge rusher, and I'm going to have to presume that when you're speaking of replacing TJ at any point, you're talking about putting your first rounder into that position. The last thing you do with a first round edge rusher is have them sit around. That's when they are in their prime. That's when they can make the most of all that energy and physicality. Not all of them take as long to develop as, say, for example, Bud Dupree did here. Most of them are going to be a lot more in line with Alex Highsmith, who who did have to do a little bit of you know backing up and learning as a rookie, but. Once you got Alex through that first year and he came in, he was bigger and stronger the following summer. 
you start him, and Alex wasn't even a first rounder. So no, I, I get your your general point. The Steelers have almost always had that type of talent on the edge, and it's something that Steelers fans obviously have gotten accustomed to as well. But the idea of planning for a life without TJ when he's going to turn 29, no, I'm definitely not there. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers, and we'll do another one of these tomorrow. Tomorrow.